Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I think events of this past week have just gotten me riding kind of high. Oh, my goodness. I was so happy. And Wednesday, uh, Wednesday was my birthday. So inauguration, baby. Yeah. I got the best present of, you know, of the last four years, getting a, a new administration, one that can, you know, <laughs> talk, you know, what do they say? Pat your head and rub, uh, rub your stomach at the same time. I mean, mm-hmm. able to function at different levels. So that was a wonderful thing, but okay. I'm usually not into fashion, but who is not talking oh about gosh. Mrs. Obama, the oh Michelle, the only I Michelle. Come from Michelle, because we are close friends. And when I say we are close friends, she does not know. She, she doesn't know. Friends, we have been tight for years now. For years. Uh huh. She doesn't uh-huh. know. She that. doesn't know yet. I know. Mm-mm, I know. I have those she people. So beautiful. And in all that, that her her burgundy and I was like those ladies did something. I noticed the ladies they wore solid colors all the way down to their gloves with matching mask, and I was like, I aspire to be like them one day. I mean, badass, right? Really badass, badass. I was just like, oh my goodness! And every time I go to my timeline, whether it be Instagram or Facebook. It seems like there's somebody's just like, love this, love this, love this. Cause you cannot deny that outfit, her look, the way she walked down that those stairs, yeah. undeniable. It was like royalty. I was like, this yes. feels like American yes. royalty. Yes. Uh, so yeah. I was very happy. And, and um President Barack Obama didn't look too bad. I don't know what no, he but looked. who was looking at him <laughs> at that point. Nobody was looking at, I'm sorry. I, I like I like President Obama, but I I love it. But to, it it almost felt like yeah, yeah it was a lady show. So <laughs> it was funny. I saw a meme that had George Bush in it, and he was looking at uh, Michelle and Barack mm-hmm. walk in, and I can call them that because they're close friends. They're of mine. close friends. Right. I, know, I know. And they are walking in, and and Bush said, "Oh, there's my girlfriend with her clingy husband." <laughs> and i thought that was a pro you know we're talking about marriage today yeah and the people been married a long time and i listened to michelle obama's book we also listened to barack obama's book but michelle obama's book where she talked to us about their marriage and that was fascinating because i'm nosy there's that Mm -hmm. (laughs) also just to hear a little bit about their story we only see online the best of them mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. they're not like some very polished who, when, right. when he goes to hold her hand she taps it away like we don't see we never saw anything like that oh and she no. never saw anything like that with the obamas and so to know that they are a real couple that have real couple experiences mm-hmm. was good like it was a it was it was nice to see because i've been married a while you've been married a while our friend today who i'll introduce in just a moment been married a while and we know marriage is a challenge Mar- marriage can be a challenging it's, it has lots of benefits and can be be challenging so i'm going to use this as my entree to introduce our girlfriend today joining us i'll be telling you about april grant now 
April Grant is the founder of the Other Side of 40 blog and podcast, where she encourages us to embrace each new chapter and release anxieties around getting older. I'm going to stop right there because I thought I had released anxieties about getting older and then more older stuff happened to me and then the anxieties <laughs> went up again. So yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing. Anyway, she is Um, and an experienced entrepreneur with a passion for helping women. She inspires women over 40 to use all of their learned lessons to live their best lives and manifest dreams. So I'm sure you can all see why we had to have April Mm -hmm. on our episode, on our podcast, because that's just all about what we are about. So thank you for joining us, April. Welcome, April. It's great to be here. I'm excited. All that banter. I was like, I wanted to get in on that banter about Michelle. <laughs> well, I was going to open that up for you right now. Did you have yes. any comments about that outfit? Well, I actually had something to say about uh, George Bush. J- George W. I saw a meme that said, may your husband look like, treat you like, or look at you like George looks at Michelle. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. saw a bunch of pictures of him holding her hand, mm-hmm. looking her in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. saw a team that was like, if this man doesn't look at me like George Bush looks at Michelle, I don't want him. Yeah, like throw him back. Give him oh, back to his mama. I saw one that said, give him back to his mama. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, and those monochromatic looks, they hmm. had, um, there's actually like an infinity stone. There's actually seven women they put. Po- Pulled because it was also uh well I they missed J Lo I don't know why J Lo wasn't in there but they did throw in they did throw in Gaga but I believe George Bush's wife somebody else there were other women that had the monochromatic looks and they're like oh they called out they pulled out the Infinity Stones today oh wow <laughs> Marvel, Marvel, Marvel 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 yeah, yeah yeah I got it I got it yeah that is that is so, so true like J Lo she had on all white. All white, yeah. All white, yeah. So it was a beautiful, beautiful meme. I was like, just beautiful women looking great, dressing, you know, appropriately and people looking like they like each other. Yes. That's the thing. You know, just being like, I'm so happy. Well, you know, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be around you. You know, just. Yes. (laughs) Fun times. Yes. Yes. I know. Very Mm -hmm. good. I know. I was just, you know thinking about how four years ago when that was happening we were all like very panic attack this was this was this was great and yeah it was it was very different yeah it was just not a good not a good day four years ago it was just a nice feel to you know what it was for me it was just a nice it was nice to smile again yeah it was nice to just smile and even laughing at this, laughing at the Bernie memes, you had to see the Bernie memes yes. and just laugh and joke without someone feeling attacked. Right. Because we're right. joking about George W., but we don't really think he likes her. I mean, I'm sure he likes her, but <laughs> likes her or likes her. Well, yeah. You know, yeah, he didn't like try to face. take him, no, take her, right. take her from her yeah, husband, no, you right, know, right. and we're just having fun and just being able to like laugh again and mm-hmm. about politics because politics is already so serious. Yeah. Who wants to talk about all that? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I enjoy talking about what we talked about on politics yes. just now. Yeah. That's how yeah. I want to talk about it. Yeah. But I wanted to go ahead and move us to how we got here, to meeting you, April, and bringing you on to the show. Now, this was Ramel's doing. Ramel is the best person for getting 
people to the show. So Romel stumbled um, across April. Do you want to tell a little bit about that story? You know what? I don't remember how I just I get these moments where I see people and I connect with them instantly and I go, I got to contact her. But I honestly don't remember how I got to that place. I don't know. You dropped in my DMs. You slid in my yeah. DMs and asked me if I wanted to be. And I think we were talking about collaboration and I was like, sure. And then you went on my calendar and it was like six months later. And, and I mean, it wasn't that long, but it was a while. So I had forgotten. Yeah. I'm like, I, why are we talking again? I don't I even know. know. <laughs> I don't remember that part of the conversation, but just the fact that your podcast title is oh, yeah. the other side right. of 40 and you're focusing on women. It was like, yes, that's who we are. That's what we do. If some of our listeners uh, were would, would come to your podcast, and I hope that they do, we think mm -hmm. they'll have something, mm -hmm. you have something good for them. What can you tell us that they would hear when they were listening, you know, when they go and listen to your podcast? Fabulous stories of women accomplishing great things after the age of 40. I just got finished interviewing a woman who, for the first time, thought about herself at the age of 39. I have someone, I interviewed someone who found love for the first time after the age of 50. Oh. I, I mean, it's just amazing what people, women do, because I believe that a lot of us live for other people early in our life, you know, our parents tell us what we're supposed to do. Society tells us what we're supposed to do. Yes. And because we are very nurturing and very mothering and we have that innate ability to connect, we want to, we want to make them happy. So we do things for them. And then you realize one day that I haven't really been living for myself. I've been living for someone else and I need to take on my life and do what I want to do. But the problem is we've lived a whole life before that. We've, mm -hmm. We've had so many experiences up until that point. And now we're supposed to be going out into the world and the world doesn't want really want us to change very much. They're like, no, you happy being a wife and a mom, right? right. You're just happy doing mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe, I mean, I believe there are some people who are super happy doing that and that's fine. But there's also a segment of women who are want to explore more and want to have the peace of mind to explore that without judgment. Right and figure out, and they may try and fail, and they may have 15 businesses between the ages of 35 and 50, but that's okay, because we didn't get the opportunity to do that at, at 18. Right. So we didn't get the chance to try and fail over and over again, because we were working, we were grinding, we were going to school, we were having children, mm -hmm. we were taking care of our parents, um, we were taking care of our siblings. And, you know, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you got to do you do something for you. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> I never, right? never even thought about it. So have either one of you guys had anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think like, I think that moment that made me go like, what am I doing here? Was someone asked me, what do you like to do? And I was like, line. well, dang, I don't know. Like I chase after my kids. I do this. I do that. But those aren't things that I mean, I love my kids. I love my husband, you know, taking care of them and being a part of their lives is what I want. But in terms of what I wanted to do, I was like, well, dang, I don't know. And so from that point on, it was like, hey, maybe there's something more to life than just my family. And so that was my moment of, you know, saying like, I need to figure this whole thing. And it didn't happen until I was at least 40. It didn't happen until then. 
That is so funny, Ramel. Sometimes I think we're the same people and sometimes we are not the we same are. people. But in this case, I swear you took my answer because somebody did ask me, what do I like to do for fun? And when I realized I didn't know, I yeah. couldn't come up the answer. Yeah. I realized I was in trouble and I made some changes. Yeah. I will say one thing happened at 35, which started the role to be different after 40 at 35 for whatever reason I desperately wanted a tattoo I'd never wanted a tattoo anytime in my life I desperately wanted a tattoo which I thought you know was, was weird for me and I think I settled for another several piercings in my ear and and instead but by the time I hit 40 I had this feeling and it was natural. I swear, I, I woke up like this. Uh, you know, I'm 40. It was like, I'm going to tell people more of what, I'm going to say more of what I actually think. I'm going to, uh, I lost inhibitions, so I don't mind telling people more of what I think. Not being mean, but being true to myself for once. And um, having that uh, desire to be me and discover what me is because I do have we I have three kids my youngest is about to turn 18 you know so I'm I'm ready for the other side of that yeah and that's I think that is a more common story than we ever discuss that we're in the weeds especially once you have kids mm -hmm. because you are their world you really are their world and you forget that there's a whole you that are that's mm -hmm. there be outside of their world and yeah. you don't explore it. And I had a very, that's not what caused my moment, but that was very much, especially when it came around the self-care, they're mm -hmm. like, what do you like to do for self-care? And I'm like, I don't know, not watch them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Lay yeah. down and actually watch a show from beginning to end without someone calling my name. Like that was impossible. That's, just, that's good though. That's a good that, was, one. that was what self-care was. So um, I mean, I'm growing, I'm still learning what that is for me, but you know, everyone's like, take a bath, do all this. I'm like, I don't even need all that. I just, <laughs> I just need to breathe. Like, no, that's not real. Think about somebody else. That's real. Yeah. So, yeah. So you mentioned, cause I know your podcast, you asking other women about that more, that moment in their mm -hmm. lives, but in our first get to know each other conversation, you started into a story that I said, oh, this is this is podcast worthy. I want to I want to put this I want to hear this in, in an episode. Uh, you were talking about your own moment, your own turning point in your life after 40 uh, that it started. I think you can correct me later. It started with changing the way you behaved within your own family. And well, that it came. Marriage. Yeah, it came. It, it went to that, uh, but no, it didn't start there. It actually started with uh, me waking up. Well, it actually started with an old friend reaching out to me, an old guy friend reaching out to me. And you're married. So we didn't say I'm married. Bad. You're married. You have how many? Yes. Kids? Oh, yes. I'm married. Um, I have three living children and one in heaven. Mm -hmm. um, my eldest child is about to turn 17 in a couple of weeks. And my youngest is seven years old. And how so, long have you been married? We got married actually this upcoming Wednesday. It will be 14 years. Well, first of all, nice. congratulations, honey. Thank 14 you. years of marriage. Yep. And we've been together. The, my eldest child is our oldest child. So we've been together 
18 years. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a date person really. So I don't know whenever we started talking. Well, it just helped yeah. us to figure out how long you've been in this relationship. relationship. Yeah. So it's I almost two to, decades. Right. So I want you to throw that in as yeah. you're talking about yeah. what you're experiencing. Of course. Um, yeah. So an old friend reached out to me and it, it was it started out very innocently, like just, you know, you, you find Facebook friends or LinkedIn friends and someone had taken, he took a nice picture and I was like, Oh, looking good. You know, nothing. I'm not thinking much of it. And he's like, Hey, haven't heard from you in a long time. How you doing? Da da da. And we just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then, you know, every once in a while he throw in like, you know, you're looking really nice today. Or I really like this new picture you put posted and stuff. And it just made me feel a way that I hadn't felt in my marriage in a long, long time. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do really, because on one hand, I'm not even sure I ever really had that relationship with my husband. Um, I think he's very nice and I think he loves me and I think he does. He, he's great for me and with me, but he's not a flirtatious guy. Hold on. He's, I want to debate. I want to clarify. Yes. So, What's going on here? Your husband didn't necessarily throw out comp- compliments like that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, not okay. not quite like that. Um, it, it would be like if I got dressed up and ready to go out on a date. Yes, he would compliment me. Mm-hmm. But if on the daily basis, when you're you have kids, that doesn't happen very often. Right. It's kind of like, hey, you got the kids ready on time. That's your compliment. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, you made dinner tonight. Great. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. And it's hard because, you know, sexually we were still very active. Um, but it was just not having that kind of like flirtation, that young flirtation that you had, you know, that, 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 yeah. Cause our relationships change over time. Exactly. That might've been the start of it. You know, yeah. I might have started with some of that, but over time, it's like, do I need to do that? I mean, we're married, you know, I'm gonna be here for you. You know that, right? Take that exactly. Maybe. Exactly. Right. Ramel, you ever got a guy flirting with you in your DMs? Tell the truth. Um, No, <laughs> not flirting in my DMs. <laughs> but I mean, like I, but I have, uh, I don't know, I have guy friends. You know, I have guy friends. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Because your guy friends are, are all nice and platonic. And yeah, crap like that. We already had that episode. Yes, all I about know. Men and women be friends. I'm talking about flirting. Yeah. I remember early in my marriage, I think my husband started getting DMs. Early in my marriage, we didn't have DMs. <laughs> I've been married. I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> about 25 years. So mm-hmm. that was before um uh that type of thing but he started getting attention from an ex um and chime in and just send in the emails because that's what we do back then the email <laughs> and right, stuff right. like that so we found out why that was a problem it boosts your ego that's what you know we did a lot of reading after that yeah and found out about how compliments boost your ego and if you're not feeling good about yourself or if your spouse isn't doing a lot of that that those things can make you feel good and you can long yeah. for those things. So yeah, we've been very, after that, we've been more careful. So whenever I get some random guy from my past, like high school or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, I'm like, don't even come there. <laughs> Just don't. I mean, 
if you don't say, hey, I see you work here or I see your kid is doing this. This is great. You know, if it's nothing that I can clearly say, oh, you're just having conversation as soon as it's I think your eyes are beautiful. Your hair is so great. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have time for that. I just I, well, I see that get that off. But that's the thing. It didn't start that way. It right. didn't start. It didn't. And I, I don't typically entertain that. It didn't start like, oh, he was trying to flirt on me and hit hit on me. It didn't start that way. That was like three, four weeks into the conversation. Uh-huh. And then it started, you know, well, you know, you're pretty, you know, stuff like that. So it, it, it I guess we redeveloped a friendship first, mm-hmm. then that started happening anyway. But like you said, you know, you felt good. And so really, I think part of me just thought you're married and you just don't, I don't know. You don't feel it anymore. I don't, (laughs) I don't know exactly. I don't know if you shouldn't expect it anymore. But then again, I was coming up on my 40th birthday and I looked around and said, I don't know if I'd want to go through the next 40 years of my life, not feeling this, like not feeling hot or not feeling attractive and not feeling wanted. Um, I mean, you are having sex all the time. Sorry. That's what you said. Like that. Right. But you didn't feel like your husband wanted you or just sexually like just mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was very I won't say clinical because it was it was decent it was good there were times that it was good sometimes it was okay yeah but, it's every, yeah it's sex um but I felt it was just more clinical than emotional passionate intimate right yeah. okay yeah it was I can, absolutely you know I can definitely uh relate to that so, so do you think he was feeling that towards you too? Um, I, after therapy, cause we started therapy after that, uh, we determined that he just, he didn't know what to expect. And so he was just okay with how it was. His goal was okay. we got married and we we're going to live it out. And so if this is how it was going to be, then this is Better just for worse, for happy or for sad, for That's boring exactly. or exciting. I am here for it. Whatever I am here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm curious. What What are your experiences with marriage? Like, um, were your parents married? Were his parents married? You know, were what kind of um, I don't I don't want to say relationship examples did you guys Mm -hmm. have that you were pulling from? From my side, um, my mother. By the time we met, my mother was on her third husband. Okay. Um, she married my husband, my father and had divorced him when I was young. So I never knew them together. Okay. And then when I was young, she got married to my stepfather who she divorced when I was in college. So okay. she was with him for 14 years or so. So it was a pretty long relationship. Right. And then, um, around the time that Jeff and I got together, she had gotten remarried to someone else, okay. but outside of that, I had one aunt on my mother's side married and everyone else was a single mother. Got you. And then on, oh, and then I had an uncle, my stepdad's uh, brother was married in a long-term relationship. So they were married. They're, they're still married. (laughs) And so, I mean, we're talking 40, we're 45 years. They've been married, not happily, but married, Mm, but married. Okay. But married. On my dad, on my husband's side, his parents have been married forever. They're on their 45th wedding anniversary, give or take. And most of his uncles, which for the most part is what he he's close to, they all had pretty much one marriage. 
uh, one uncle has two. All the rest have been had one marriage and stayed. So it sounds like maybe your husband was just, it, does it sound correct to say that like with his examples of like, my people, we get married and we stay married and mm-hmm. we just yeah. kind of ride the wave and, you know, off we go. Do you think that kind of played into it? Very much so. And his his parents are very Christian. And so they don't really show a lot of intimacy in front of him. So he never really saw them being like, they don't really kiss or hug or hold hands. Um, His, but don't get me wrong. Like his dad is super different. They're very loving, but they're not, they don't show act. There's no PDA. There's no public displays of affection. Yeah. So mom makes a plate for every meal, you know, dad opens all the doors but yeah. you don't really see, you know, them like making out or hugging or just hanging out like on each other yeah. or any of those things. Yeah. So he never saw that and didn't really know that was a piece of the puzzle. How so, did you get him to actually make the move to go into therapy? I mean, oh, I, was I know it's ask that. Oh. <laughs> How did you get your man so... to go to therapy? That, you know, just give us like the five steps. Like, what do you do? Well, I wouldn't recommend any of the steps that I had to take. Um, Part of those steps include (laughs) (laughs) the other person, Um, not because I was uh, leaving him for him, but that was part of it, my feelings and my emotions. And then the second thing was, if things don't change around here, I will leave. And it wasn't particularly for the other person, but it was just, Mm -hmm. I need more. I am 40. My expected age of living is 80. And there's just no way I can do this for the next 40 years. Um, And we got two options. We can just live as roommates and which we do well. We do great. Like we co-parent wonderfully. We run Mm -hmm. our house wonderfully. We do all that stuff. Or we can actually work on our relationship and, you know, improve. And so one of the first things I wanted to do for both of us was we actually went to therapy separately and that was a requirement um, to go. Yeah. So I wanted to go, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was, my ultimate goal was to stay married. I wanted to make sure that that's where my heart was and I wasn't going to do it because he wanted to make it work. So I needed to Mm -hmm. know that that was what I wanted to do. And then for him, I think he, I felt he needed to break down those intimacy barriers. Like, tie into like what's going on why why because I've asked them these aren't new arguments that's the problem Mm -hmm. none of these issues that we're having were like just popped up I just I guess I was just too tired to fight it and I was just like things are working it's not bad like lots of people have it worse like he's not abusive he's not mean he's a nice guy and I just put up with it (laughs) for for the most part uh the easiest way to say it And I just wanted to make sure that we were both in it for the right reasons. And I wanted to make sure that he wanted to be here for me as well. And not just because I'm the mother of his children, um, because he's a faithful guy. You know, I wanted him to know that I wanted to know that he wanted to do it. And then once he we were both secure in that, then we started couples counseling together. I I wanted to know, because, you know, would you say now having gone Mm -hmm. And gotten that counseling, would you say that was 
you know, the, the move you needed, that was good. Because uh, counseling is, a, I feel like sometimes it's a toss up. Sometimes you get a good one or it goes bad. You seem like you found the right person and you did the counseling and lived happily ever after. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the way she said that. She was like, it did not work no. that way. Honey. No. I found a therapist that I liked, um, which I'm not sure was the right thing because she was very just like team April. Which was okay. I mean, I guess ultimately it was what I needed at the time. I think I felt I needed someone on my side, Mm -hmm. but I have a new therapist now. (laughs) So that's, I had to find someone that I think would push me a little harder and push back on some of my thoughts a little more Mm -hmm. and dive more into my background and history. And she didn't really do any of that. It was more like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds good. You know, a lot. Of, she was a great cheerleader um, and which I think I needed at the time. I think I just needed to feel like I think I needed validation. Mm-hmm. And she provided that. Now for him, his experience was amazing. I was not expecting it to be. <laughs> I was expecting kind of what you said to Wanda, where, you know, it's a hit or miss and he was going to go and he's going to find someone and then change somebody or come home and say, oh, that wasn't worth it. He came home so excited to go back. Okay, so I'm going to need the name <laughs> and phone number of this one at the end of the episode. I, I will get that to you. But he also what out of the conversations, because I I'm like, why do you feel it seems like you get so much? He's like, I go in with intentionality. He goes into every session with extreme intentionality. He knows what what questions he wants to ask. He wants he knows what perspectives he needs, Um, meaning like on a situation would he he started journaling. So he's journaled every day since he started. Um, And actually his journaling was more of the recording of what he did versus what I said I did. Okay. Okay. I was like, it was a scorecard for it. It was a, it was a scorecard of, you know, April says she does this, but I don't always remember what she says or didn't say. And I want to keep track of that and not, not to really, he's not the person to throw it back in my face. It wasn't for that, but it's to work through the feelings with the therapist about what I said and how I reacted when things weren't correct. So he would say, I did X, Y, and Z, but she said she did this. I don't know what to do or how to handle this because she's so sure that she did this. That's, that's a common complaint. I'm always sure. Yes. I'm always sure too. And that I was right. Those those are things that I'm very sure about. Yeah. I'm also. Well, let me ask you, April, do you think that it, because in a way to me, it sounds like your husband may have been ready for therapy at some level for a while himself and in a way by you forcing your hand it gave him that out to be like I am going to therapy and I have some things to work on does it did that was that true for him or not I mean he just seemed to be so gung-ho about it I honestly think he was just gung-ho about not losing me um because I had I had suggested therapy many many times and he was adamant against therapy Every single time I entered, I wanted them to go separately because there were other, I mean, there are other issues. I mean, we all have issues, right? right. We all have things from our, mm-hmm. our, our past that we need to talk to someone about and address and kind of get through. And there's some issues, you know, he grew up in the Bahamas with the corporal punishment system that still has lingering impact. Um, one of our major fights was he called me out my name and that is just not within his character. 
Um, and the the word he called me was not within mine. So <laughs> I um no, we're not that's doing it. this. No. <laughs> Um, and I said, and, and that was several years ago. And I was like, you need to go to therapy because you need to figure out where that's coming from, because that's not coming from my attitude. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that I can accept. I can be overbearing. I can be stu- stubborn. I can even be mean. But the word he chose was not, I'm not that. I'm not, not that. I'm, not, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, but I ain't that. <laughs> I'm not that. Okay. So, see, you said a few years ago, and I don't remember, I don't know how old mm-hmm. you are. But had you had you been over that 40 years? No, no. Okay. so this was probably so I turned I am 41 now Okay. and I'll be 42 in a couple months. Um, My awakening, what I call an awakening was around 39, uh, right, right before I turned 40. This happened back when about 38 years old. And it was a big fight. I mean, it was our first real fight. We don't really fight. And that's another thing. We don't really fight. So it, when he called me out my name, I was like, you need to pack your shit and get out. And, um, well, that was we just now getting this part of the story. Cause we didn't hear that before. right? <laughs> no, we didn't, but it was, <laughs> it was something happened, we worked through. Survived it. Can we yeah, go we did. back and figure how you survive that? Well, he, well, one was apology. One was acceptance that he said it. And one was acceptance that there was something more to the story. He wasn't willing to deal with it though at that time. He knew that there was something there, but because it wasn't something that was regularly occurring, it wasn't worth it for me to say, you got to go today. It was just like, dude, I know there's something going on. You got to figure that out. So and- she sounds like a very good wife. Doesn't she sound like a good yeah, wife? She does. One of the things I admire about you, mm-hmm. April, is your ability to communicate the way you're feeling to your husband, because not all of us do that. And um, I think you can't get what you don't ask for. Right. Amen. And, that. and I've, in that respect, I've always been that way. So I'm with respect to like work and dating before I got married, I used to ask guys out all the time. I used to ask for whatever job I wanted. I asked for whatever raises I wanted because I always had the thought process of what's the worst they're going to say? No. Well, we're not dating now anyway. So if they tell me no, we still ain't dating. Like it's the same thing. But if they say yes, we may go out on a date and we may like each other. And the same right. thing with a job or a raise, you know, and it just always put it in, for me, it just put it in perspective of, I won't be any worse off if I go and I say it and they don't like it. And so for my marriage, I just, I'm very blunt. I, I don't know if it being a Taurus, Aries cusp has anything to do with it. Some people believe heavily in astrology. I think there is something to it, but I'm very blunt and very willing to speak my mind. And for the most part, not afraid of what people will say back um, because I also choose my words wisely. So like in his, re- in the response to him calling me out my name, I didn't say F you, you are MF, like I didn't go off like that. Like, right, it, was, right. it was just very like, oh, that's not who I am. I know who I am. I know right. in, in here who I am. So that is not who I am and not, and I'm not going to accept anyone to tell me that that is who I am. That so, there was uh, extraordinarily mature because you had to put aside your anger that a lot of times people, you know, when name calling happens, it's mainly it's getting to get you mad and, yeah. and to stoke the fight. And immediately you were like, huh, 
do you even know who I am? That's not me. I might be this, I might be that, but I am not that one. Yeah, we need to talk. You need to figure out where that came. And that just seemed extraordinarily mature in the midst of like, I think I would have gotten there the next day, right? (laughs) But you got there in a moment, (laughs) Moment. which was amazing. But again, I think it's just being solid and knowing who I am. And like, I, I never questioned who I was. So when people call me, and I think I've also dealt with that a lot with the the trauma, which is why I changed my therapist, was we just had our first session a couple of weeks ago and I started explaining what was go- what my history was. And she's like, that sounds like a super traumatic childhood because I ended up having to be that voice of reason for the adults in my life. Mm-hmm. So I was always that person who was like, I don't know what you're seeing. And I was highly observant as a child. Mm-hmm. And I was in a lot of adult situations. I went, I'm, I was an only child until I was nine, 11 years old, almost 11. And my mom used to take me everywhere. So I would be in tons of adult situations. I've seen people pop off. I've seen people be kind. I've seen people, and I would just watch. I would just watch and not really um, take a lot of it in. But I, I knew the wrong way to handle things Mm -hmm. and I saw the wrong way often (laughs) and I saw how the wrong way doesn't get you what you want. Right. And as much as you want to pop off at it, it doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, the only thing that really gets you is you're angry. They're angry. Now they're angry too. And nobody really wants to talk it out. So I just learned very early that that just isn't the way it works (laughs) in, in actuality. Right. Well, when you guys, now you guys are like in therapy, you're in separate. Now you guys eventually got together and Mm -hmm. started doing therapy. Yeah. How did that go? I'm curious to hear that. Oh, it wasn't easy at all. Um, Being open and honest with your partner, those deep, dark thoughts that you've been thinking, but you haven't expressed. Mm -hmm. um, It was very trying because I wanted to make sure that not only, again, I don't like to pop off. So I wanted to make sure that the words that I used wouldn't really hurt. I don't like hurting feelings. Right. And so it was making sure I used the right words because it wasn't so much to say, I don't love you, but it's, I love myself in a way that I don't know if you're, you're loving me in the way that I want. And, you know, he's thinking he's doing everything for me because I'm coming off of being a stay-at-home mother. He's paying all the bills. He's giving me space to kind of, you know, play around with some of the things I want to do. So he's thinking he's doing it great. And I'm like, but I have no love. I don't have any of that passion and affection that I really want. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to say that, especially to a man, because, you know, men think a lot of their uh, sexual prowess. (laughs) And and I think a lot of uh, men, married men, fall into and and it makes sense we've built up marriage generally we're expecting the man to be the breadwinner that's kind of the package mm-hmm. we're sold that you know at least yes. he, he, he's making the money and he's supporting his family and sometimes they think that's mm-hmm. all they they really need to do like I bring in all money yes be happy I did my yeah. job where there's a lot more to being married okay. so that's common like I've, I've heard about that being the yeah. situation uh yeah so it was it was a lot because it was like it was a physical intimacy but it was the kids too it Mm -hmm. was you know everything would fall on my back so all of the scheduling all of the 
Um, I got to know allergies and make sure the person knows there's, you know, all that stuff. Yes. And I'm like, you get to just kind of roll home. And then if I happen to mention that they need to go, you will take them. Now, you know, they need to go because it's on the calendar that you see that you have right. in your phone. Right. But unless I actually say you need to take them, you don't take them. You don't even suggest right. taking them. And I said, you know, that was part of the, it too, because that is somewhat, it, not somewhat, that is very mm -hmm. draining, especially right. when it comes to the sexual intimacy part, because I'm like, I'm just tired. Right. Like it, yeah, right. sometimes it was just, you just not into it. So I was like, you are my partner. You are not a babysitter to the kids. Mm -hmm. You are not a watcher. You are a partner, which means I need your input. Cause at the time, what we were trying to do is figure out summer camp. And I kept asking him questions and his response was always, okay. And I'm like, but it's not an but okay, not okay is not an answer. answer. I'm looking for yes or no. Is it a good idea? Not yeah. just okay. And I just, and we kept going back and over and over and over again. And I was like, I don't know. And so when I'm in therapy and she, she did put it into a different perspective, although I think he was just using it because she said it. Um, he said, so you must really trust April's decisions when she's doing these uh, things. And I was like, I don't know if that's why. He was like, yeah, uh-huh, that, that sounds real yeah. good. That's what I'm doing. I'm trusting April's <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it felt like. I don't know. I, I mean, I've never like did a deep dive into really that was how he felt, but right. that's how it felt. Cause I'm like, I don't, th I don't think it was that. I think he just didn't want to get involved and he wanted to stay on the outside. And the only way to stay on the outside is to just, let her be and see how she handled it. We all see it, how so. that turned out. But let me ask you, then because you've come on the other side of this and you're talking about it, would you say that this guy going into your DMs was a good, ultimately um, a catalyst to good things happening in your marriage? Yes, I, I would. I, I mean, like I said, you asked me at the beginning, do would I advise it? No, I wouldn't advise it because had it been a different set of people, and I'm not just saying me, if it wasn't me, if it wasn't him, this whole situation could have blown up and been something very different. But for us, the way we were able to handle it, I think it was a catalyst. I think it was a wake up call he needed. It was a wake mm -hmm. up call I needed, mm -hmm. not just for my marriage, but what I wanted out yeah. of life. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted more out of life. And I don't know if I would have seen that. I don't know if I seen it, if I had seen it five years from now or 10 years from now right. and would have felt the last decade was like wasted because, you know, I didn't do anything and he didn't push and, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think it was the catalyst. It was a hard catalyst because we had to work through it because then there was trust issues. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So then it became, uh, so who are you talking to? Who you, you know, what you looking at, uh, how you, you know, you told, you told your husband about the situation with the gentleman. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And it was more, it wasn't to like rub anything in his face, but I would, I had to be honest. I'm like, he makes me feel good. He mm -hmm. makes me feel loved. And he makes me feel like there's someone looking mm -hmm. at me mm -hmm. and not me as a wife or a mother, but just April, just yeah. April. Like, you know, you, you do when you're 18 and they're just looking at you, not what you can do, not the food you can cook. And so, yes, so they're working, the, the therapist is helping you guys get that oomph back. 
Yes. Yes. So we, we actually have the therapist working on it. And then I decided to take recently this 28 day rekindle class. That's only for the oh. wives to rekindle okay. uh, uh, the relationship with the husband, because I will say, because of not receiving for so long, it's really hard for me to receive the love he is giving mm-hmm. now um, because it's been so long since I felt it. So I, it, I'm still kind of on guard and part of it's like, well, how long is this going to last? Is just this going to last for just a little bit or a long time? Right. So, you know, I, I don't want to be that way. So I signed up to do this rekindle. And it's just like a little thing each day you do with your spouse. Right. But it's for the wife and not for the husband. So it's on the wife to bring it to fruition. So that's going okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was going better, <laughs> but it's going well, okay. I'm curious, did Did your husband think because you guys were actively having sex that you guys were being intimate or did he? Yeah. He was like, that's checkbox. We had sex. That means we're intimate. (laughs) Yeah. I think because guys, I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily equate like passion with like with sex, like sex is all encompassing. It's intimacy and it's passion, but it doesn't. You can have sex without either of those things. It's a function. Now you ain't never really. had a boyfriend tell no. you, girl, he, she yes. didn't mean nothing. It didn't it mean anything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, prostitutes <laughs> wouldn't be get, making their money if it, if it were a thing about intimacy and passion, you know? And so, but yeah. I think guys um, mistakenly put the idea of, well, we're having sex, so... What do you mean? Of course, I'm passionate. Right. And I for keep you. paying the bills, duh. You know, right. so it, it, yes. I understand. Yes. Yeah. I'm not stepping out. I'm not staying out late. I'm right. not doing all these negative things. So, therefore, everything's positive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help that he's an engineer um, because they have a very analytical mind about things. Right. So, we've had to break down, like, kind of tie into some creativity mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. um, and not not make it so regimented even though he's maybe an analytical person i think every marriage goes through the need to reinvent itself and to rejuvenate feeling of flirtiness and and love because if you're in it long enough right. and we're trying to be in it for life then it's going to have those dips right and you absolutely have to go with like life happens so and then it affects us and so if we have to do this so you're doing it now I'm going to say, I'm betting years from now, things kind of go up and down. So you'll have to do it again, but you'll have the skills and the knowledge. You'll acknowledge it sooner. You'll address it. But I think just life puts us through these. Um, and it's good that you handle the, this like like you did, because I think it'll benefit every, you know, you two in the end. So one of the things that he brought to my attention, because he's an analytical person and he, so of course, when we got into trouble, he started reading a bunch of things. And so he said, it's pretty universal that long-term couples have a five-year period where they struggle. And he's like, this is just our five-year period. And I was like, you keep brushing it off like that's no big deal. He he just said, he's like, well, I know if we can work through this five-year period, Mm -hmm. I know we'll be better for it on the other end. And we probably won't have any other major troubles after this. Um, So it's, we'll see. I mean, but that's his attitude of it. He's like, so he takes, he's very 
Um, he can go with the flow a lot, which I think I need. I need a <laughs> husband who can go with the flow. And right. so he's just like, yeah, we'll work through it. It's going to take some time, but we'll work through it and we'll get to the other side of it. So. I, I think one of the benefits too, with you guys going through this, I think it adds an element of trust to mm-hmm. your relationship that you guys have made it through this and that you're like, you're headed on the other side, right? Yes. Oh, and, yeah. and so then if something else in seven, eight years comes, it becomes a problem. You guys can trust that there's a process that you can go yeah. through and get through this again, that we, un- that you can physically understand that it's a cycle and mm-hmm. that you guys can get through there too. So I think it's very powerful what you and your husband have done and, and actually going through therapy and getting him to really, I mean, like, I'm like psyched and a little bit jealous you on about that, that <laughs> aspect. I mean, you know, Oh, me too. I, I I see what you're saying. I think that is a wonderful way to resolve problems and to prove to yourself that you can yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, like my husband is very faithful and he's very loving, but sometimes it feels like he's just here because he's supposed to be here. And I needed some reassurance that he was here for me because he loved me and not because I am the mother of his children. And Sometimes that's hard to differentiate. Sometimes it's hard to separate those two thoughts and feelings. And I needed him to try mm-hmm. to do the work to be able to show me that that was it. And then I do, you know, and with that, you know, we were talking and there are times he messes up and things like that. And I told him one of the things I had to tell him was as long as we're working on this path that I won't leave. So one of the trust issues that um, I had to come because the first few weeks were hard. And he's like, I just feel like if I screw up that she's going to leave me. And the doctor said, the therapist said, you got to tell him you're not because he's going to feel like he can't do anything right or wrong because something will set you off and then you're going to go out the door. And I understood that. So I had to say that I'm saying for now and then if there's if anything changes that I'll let him know mm-hmm. that's that's nice I've, that was something I've learned I've done a lot and been in a lot of marriage enrichment mm-hmm. um, workshops and stuff like that and they tell you not to ever throw a divorce word out yeah. there as a as a bargaining chip you know say we're going to figure it out I might not like you this moment, but we're going to be married we're going to figure out how to do it you know and this is barring any domestic violence you all we're not yeah, talking we're, about that we, at all that has a whole yeah. different um uh, way you would handle that we're just talking about challenging marriage situations um and so reminding your partner that we're gonna we're in this we're together, in this together we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna make it through this i don't know how <laughs> we're gonna make it through it yet yeah I'm not even sure I want to, but right now I'm here and I'm going to make it work. Right. But I'm I'm committed committed to to trying to make it work. Yeah. I don't think you have to want to every day. No. I don't think you. That's that's impossible, (laughs) right? You can't want to. Not every day. day. I mean, like, you know, maybe most times, most days, right? But not every day. If you're just being honest about about marriage and and life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Have either one of you guys gone through anything like that? No one, no, has, have you ever thrown out the D word to your spouses, your significant others? No? I have. You have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's <laughs> laughing. I guess I told her. I was, was like, 
I didn't expect you to say that you did that. No. I mean, that you that you said it. I thought you you might have thought it. No, was, I mean, okay. I mean, yeah. we, I think I think if you like, Jimmy and I have been married for what twenty. This will be twenty four years. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you because you. You're I'm here before. So I've been I'm, I'm going on 25. 24, right. going on 24. And we've been together for almost 30. So mm-hmm. um if I think if you don't feel stretched enough to even think about it at one point, you probably aren't doing something right in, in the marriage. I mean, like we we've had our yeah. ups and downs and yeah. um and at particularly at one point, it was not very rosy around here. It was not very good. And um, we came through it. We're working through it and we're in a much better place now, but it was a process. We did not end up going through therapy, although I think that it would have we (laughs) I have a therapy story but that's not for today because we don't have the time for it (laughs) but um (laughs) but I have and it's not a it's not a fun it's not a fun place to be in to feel like the person that you you have committed to that you um that you actually genuinely love but are not sure if you can actually go another day dealing with the BS that you're dealing with in that moment. Yes. And that, I mean, really, that's what it was. It was like, I I mean, some of it was my fault because you asked in the beginning about, you know, how changing my behavior. Well, part of me changing my behavior was changing my standards as well. So like not allowing him to get away with not participating, you know, not being a part of these discussions about, uh, what the kids are doing and how, you know, one of the issues we were having was the girls cleaning, right? My seven and nine year old. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, my youngest would basically cry long enough till dad got home because she knew when dad got home, she wouldn't have to clean because dad would clean it for her, which meant every time I call, asked her to clean the room, she was like, I can't, I'm, I'm the baby, basically. I'm the baby, I, I can't mm-hmm. clean. So it was like this, this fight that I was having with other people in the house because he wasn't pulling his weight because he was trying to be the nice guy. He was coming home and just being like, Oh, my baby, my little girl, my little, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, that's great, but I need you to do different. Well, and that's another thing we don't talk about. We won't get onto it today, but kids and the way they manipulate um, the parents can really cause an issue in the marriage too i and that's a perfect example but um it's Uh, we'll 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 pin that as a possible next and different episode exactly i need to write that down on the topics list but april april (laughs) april man i cannot thank you enough for today and your honesty and your brutal honesty i think people need to be more brutally honest with their friends with themselves Mm -hmm. we don't talk about we don't talk about these things and this is one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is your your ability to really explain what you guys went through in a very real way and what your experience was I think is actually a much more common experience in terms of what happens to you know get to that point where you're not sure if you're going to stay and love this person or if you're just going to get up and go 
Right. And I think that, you know, someone sliding in your DMs, I think that's a very common thing. For you to walk us through that is invaluable. So I really want to thank, thank you, you for that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Now, before we go, I do want to um, give you an opportunity to just tell people where they can find you and if you have anything that's coming up that you would want to share. Well, if you want to find the other side of 40, it's other side 40, the number 40, um, not, I'm not going to say what it's not. <laughs> it's just O-T-H-E-R-S-I-D-E-4-0 everywhere. Um, I have a Facebook group. And if you want to find me personally, it's the April Noel, T-H-E-A-P-R-I-L-N-O-E-L-L-E. And that's me, my own personal, like, you know, kind of what I'm doing. But if you want to follow like the podcasts and all that other stuff, go to other side 40. And um, I'm actually coaching women after starting this podcast. I've had women approach me about how to do it. So I've started working with women and teaching them how to do um, just make those changes and talk to talk to the people around them to help them. Uh, make those changes as well. So I do have a coaching program. So reach out to me if you want the links for that as well. Wow, that is so I did not know you had done that. That was that. An, well, I've been working with women for the last couple of months. Well, the last like three to four months, but I made it like official this month, this January, oh. I had to kind of sit with it in December to see if I wanted to go into it, mm -hmm. you know, because it's, it's a career transition in some ways. Yeah. So I needed to know if that was something I wanted to do and I need to get some education on making sure I do it right because yeah. I really want the person to grow on the other side of it. I really want them to be able to stand in I'm do living my best life on the other end of it. I think that's wonderful because I think that's what we're all about too. I think that was one of the um, things that we wanted to get across to our listeners is that there's so much more to us than being just the wife, mother, uh, caretaker, and um, and that we have an opportunity, as long as we have a breath, we have an opportunity to improve our own life and our way of living. And so I really do appreciate that. And I wish you the very best success. Thank you. You're Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. So listeners, we hope that you got the very best out of April Grant because, I mean, it's very relatable story. So we hope that you got the best out of that. So until next time, peace and blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at girlpodcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. <laughs> so until next time, peace, peace and, and blessings. blessings.